Biggest shot of the week. And once again, the eerie quiet of a ice cube that has only one sheet of action left. 9-9. Nine, nine. Last stone. Down the middle. Looking for a nose hit. Looking for a nose hit. And Not. misses. And misses. What a crazy game that was. Heartbreaker for Team Canada. Canada's three-game win streak comes to a close here. Crushing defeat. They fall to four and four. Just a shocking turn of events in this extra end here. Back and forth game. Full credit to Team China. When they gave up that five and six, it looked over. But they dug in and forced Jones into that run back in the extra. She couldn't make it. And China, 11 to nine, a steal of two in the extra. Oh boy, oh boy. Oh, you know what that means. Yes, you heard the clip. That's a loss by Canada. And we're about to try and figure out what the combinations and permutations are in the standings, what it means. There's so If you can figure it out, Kevin and Warren are going to try and break it down. If you can figure it out, you're going to get a PhD in math. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to Inside Curling's special edition of Daily Draw, presented by Coolbet for Wednesday, February 16th. We do this each and every day, and we will continue to do it uh, through the rest of the games in Beijing to bring you up to date on everything that happened and, and what lies ahead. Coolbet is a proud sponsor of curling and, frankly, all things ice-related. The logo is a polar bear, after all. If you love sports, make sure you join the thousands of people already enjoying life inside the Coolbet community. Oh, where do we start? Where do we go with this thing? Man, Kevin, uh, it was day eight uh, in curling. Uh, both of you watched the draws I did last night. I watched Canada beat U.S., which was good in the in the 10th end, but not so good the rest of the way. So... Break it down for us, Kev, the two draws that you covered. Yeah, so I covered uh, the 8 p.m. Eastern draw. That's where it plays here in North America. That's the morning draw over in Beijing. On sheet A, what you just said, Canada playing the U.S., and Canada stole two in the third, which really broke the game open, but U.S. stole one back in the fifth, so it was only four to three after five ends at the halfway point. Canada gets one and six, but then stole a big point in seven. That really took Canada to the win, getting one in the last end for a seven-six win. That put USA's back against the wall and put Canada in good shape. That was a massive game. That's the one we covered on NBC. On Sheet Bravo, it was Switzerland against Korea, and the Swiss are just so tough. In the fifth end, a big three-ender, and that really pole vaulted them to an 8-4 victory. On Sheet Charlie... We've got China against Great Britain, and that one you'd think that Eve Muirhead would have no trouble. But the Chinese team, they're getting better and better as the week goes on, probably at the start, being the home team, they felt the pressure, I imagine, because they were really not playing well at the start, but they're playing really well now. Picked up two and seven and three more and nine for an 8-4 victory. Actually, you know, blew Great Britain out a little bit. So quite amazing, you know, what's going on here. China's coming on strong, but a little bit too late unfortunately for them and then we had the men's draw this is the one in the morning draw on the east coast on sheet a this is a big game this is switzerland taking on once again the home team china and you'd think this would be no problem at all well it's a big problem swiss got out to an early three to one lead after four china picks up a deuce in five 
They go all the way home. Swiss is only up one without. China picks up a big deuce with a beautiful shot on uh, on their first to set it up. Switzerland tried to play a freeze to the back one, played it pretty well, but not good enough. China was able to get it out, so six to five, which puts Switzerland to three and five, which means they're probably gone. Amazing win for the home team. Great Britain takes on ROC like we've seen so much with Bruce Mowat and company. This is the game we called last night. A big three in the first end, a steal in the fourth. So it was five to one after four ends, and they had no trouble bringing it home eight to six. Sheet C didn't really matter much. It was Italy against Denmark. But, you know, Italy played so poorly at the start. But this is a team we talked about being quite good, and we thought maybe they'd have a run for the playoffs. But they ended up winning 10 to 3. So they've come on, but it's just too late. The playoffs are kind of rounding out a little bit now, and it'll be interesting to see. We'll listen to uh, Warren on uh, on the draw early this morning because uh, I was sleeping during that. That's my bedtime. I get, I get, <laughs> I get back around 5 a.m., so the draw starts at 7 o'clock on the Eastern Seaboard, so uh, I am definitely out like a light. Warren, what's going on? Well, you missed a lot of excitement. This was the excitement of the day. So Canada's playing China, and uh, we would have thought prior to this game that it would have been an easy win for Jennifer Jones, but not so much. Jones struggled early. Matter of fact, she didn't play a very good game overall at all. So after four ends, the score is tied 3-3. In the fifth, China hits and stays for two, so they go up now 5-3. In the sixth, believe this or not, this is unbelievable. This was the inexperience of this young Chinese skip, Ray Wong. She played a shot with her final. She was trying to draw around some of Jones's front counters in the 12-foot. Came up short. Jones has a free draw for five. Oh, yeah, five. Yeah. Makes it and goes up 8-5. to five. The roller coaster ride, however, is just beginning. China draws back for two in the seventh. Now it's 8-7 Canada. Canada has to sit and stay for one, but rolls too far in the eighth. China steals a single. Scores tied, 8-8. In the ninth, Canada draws for one. They go in front, 9-8. Going into the last end, China hits and stays for a single. Extra end score, 9-9. In the 11th, and this was a Chinese skip, made a perfect shot with her last one. Jones looked at it for a long time. If She could have followed her had they not been sitting perfectly and, and picked up the win, but... They weren't sure they could hit the rock in the nose and get shot, so they tried a long run-through on the Chinese rocks, two of them in the forefoot. She didn't make it. China stole two, and 11-9 to win. Whoopee. <laughs> Whoopee. <laughs> USA, Japan. USA had to win this game, or they're pretty much eliminated. It was another back-and-forth game. The USA was trailing 10-7 to going into the last. Of course, they didn't uh, come up with a win. So the USA is pretty much eliminated from further competition. Korea, also an important game. They were down playing the 10th, 7-6, picks up two and an 8-7 win to stay alive in the playoffs. One other game that didn't really matter, Sweden defeated ROC 8-5. Looking at the percentages over the last three draws, and there wasn't really a lot to say a lot about, except I thought I should mention a couple of things. In the game between switzerland china and kevin mentioned the chinese team and this is this is unbelievable really uh, shui ma of the chinese team shot 96 percent in that game never mind that they beat benmore swartz and switzerland but he shot swartz shot 94 percent the chinese team were 95 percent average in that game 
Unbelievable. And of course, the the British buzzsaw keeps going. He's really consistent right now. Mowat shot 88% and his team were 93 as an average. So those were the two notables on percentages over the last three draws. And I think percentages weren't as good as they have been all week anywhere. I guess the nerves are starting to set in. So let's look at the standings. The exciting one, I guess, at this point in time is on the women's side. So here's how we sit. Switzerland has qualified at 7-1. and one. Sweden has qualified at 6-2. and two. Japan is at 5-3. and three. With Canada's loss, they are now tied with three other nations, Great Britain and Korea. United States eliminated 4-5. and five. China out 4-5. and five. Denmark 2-6. and six. ROC 1-7. and seven. So there's all kinds of interesting things can happen here with one draw left. So the three teams that are tied for that fourth playoff spot, Canada, Great Britain, Korea, they don't play each other. They play three individual teams. Canada plays Denmark, Great Britain plays ROC, Korea plays Sweden. If Japan wasn't in the mix here, Canada is pretty much probably in a driver's seat if she ends up tied with those other two. However, with Japan in the, in the mix, uh, Kevin and I were looking at it here before the draw started, uh, and we're just not really sure at this point in time exactly what would happen if she ends up in a four-way tie with Britain, Korea, and Japan. So it's going to be an exciting day for sure as we head down the stretch. The one thing for sure, if she ends up in a tie with more than one team, the draw shot challenge comes into play. It's not going to be good for Canada because out of 10 teams, they're number 10. On the men's side, things are probably a little clearer. Canada wasn't on the ice overnight, but as a result of what happened, they are now qualified. So Great Britain's in first place at 7-1, and one, tied with Sweden. Both qualified, of course, and Canada at 5-3 and three is qualified. United States is at 4-4, four and four, and this is going to be an interesting day as well because they're playing Denmark. United States beats Denmark. They are the fourth team in the playoff. However, should they lose that game, they would be tied with China. They would be tied with ROC. Italy and Norway still have to play today, but if they won, they'd be in the mix as well. So there would be a five-way tie for the fourth playoff spot. So stay tuned and watch for that one as well. So that's where we're heading as we get into the final stretch here before the playoffs. Well, thank you, Warren, for making it crystal clear what can happen on the, on the playoffs. Kev, you had, uh, Kevin, you had both mentioned uh, Jennifer not playing great, low percentages. Do you look at that, Kevin, and go, execution's not very good, or is it nerves? Because we hear a lot. Warren had mentioned that, too, about about you. We think we're seeing nerves set in now. With Jennifer Jones, I, I doubt if it's nerves. Um, she's been in everything over all the years, mm-hmm. but I, would, I wouldn't I would doubt fatigue. Um, the Olympic stretch is so difficult, right. um, and, you know, that's just the way it is, and I would think that definitely fatigue has to be coming into the to being a factor with with Jennifer right now, but that's okay. That's what the Olympics is all about. You get, you get tired and right. you don't get much rest and you just battle through and and I'm sure she will. They're still in decent shape. So they need to win this last game of theirs, but uh, the wild card right now is Japan. You don't want them, I don't think in Canada's case, you want them losing because that does bring in a, a team that could cause trouble depending on win-losses. Oh, okay. So that's really important for everybody to watch. If Japan wins and Canada wins, Canada's looking good. Japan loses, though, comes down into the mix, and Japan plays Switzerland. So that's not an easy win for Japan. So uh, hold on to your seats. That's all I can say to everybody. Right. If Japan loses, 
Hang on. Maybe maybe we should both stay up all night uh, tonight, Kevin. I have no idea how many days I've been up all night. Well, uh, not only that, I read the <laughs> schedule for the weekend, okay? It's been pretty straightforward. you got to stay up late. Warren's got to get up at 4. And I thought, well, the games are getting less. And so now you got it where we're doing a show at midnight on, uh, I think, Saturday and one at 7 <laughs> in the morning. So it's not going to get any easier. Okay, well, there you go. Thanks for breaking it down, boys. Uh, it's getting exciting, like you said. Congratulations to Brad. Uh, into the playoffs, and uh, you know that's what everyone was hoping for. There was there was a high percentage bet that Canada wouldn't wouldn't get in the playoffs. A bet that was out there, but they're in. The good news is he's in the playoff. The bad news is he's going to have to play either Britain or Sweden in his first game. Well, he's Brad Gushu, man. We'll see. Um, okay, uh, you gave a bunch of results there, fellas. Uh, break it down now. Uh, I think Warren, the last draw that you gave us, you were. Zero and four. Wasn't a good day. So new day, new results. Whammo. How did you do, Warren? Well, better than yesterday. In draw number 10, Canada, Switzerland, and Great Britain, they all almost all won. Britain didn't come through, so I was at two and one on the women's draw. On the men's draw number 11, China defeated Switzerland, and I had Switzerland, so not so well. Great Britain uh, downed ROC. I had that one, and Italy defeated Denmark. I had that one. So, again, two wins, one loss. Now we get to this morning's draw. And, again, things getting a little crazy. I had Korea over Denmark. Yes, that was a good one. Japan, USA. I had the USA. Not so good. Japan won it. Um, I had Sweden over ROC. That was good. But I had Canada over China. Not so good. So, two for two this morning. Overall, six wins, four losses. Okay, Kevin. You guys had a lot of the same picks yesterday, but... Just one different, and uh, yeah, so I, I ended up uh, same in the first day. Canada and uh, Switzerland were good for me. I picked Great Britain as well to beat China. Wrong. So it was two out of three. <laughs> uh, the men's, number 11 draw, I had uh, Switzerland to beat China. That was incorrect. I got the other two, Great Britain and Italy. Uh, same as Warren. I had Korea to beat Denmark. I had Japan to beat USA. That was the difference. Uh, Sweden over ROC, but I had Canada to beat China as well, and China won that one. So I ended up uh, seven and three, seven wins, three losses. Oh, it slips by again. Slight edge. Yeah, you're cooking along. This is good. Uh, I saw this yesterday on Twitter, and we want to talk about this because with social media, when uh, when Holman and Morris lost the mixed doubles, boy, it is you need thick skin, man, with, with social media and people jumping on there to hack on you. They lost, of course, didn't make the playoffs. You know, if you looked at a lot of the comments from people, it was, you know, murderous what they were saying about them. No good, blah, 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 blah. And, and we kind of forget, you know, social media makes teams easy pickings for people. And, and sometimes you get almost hate on it. And no one had said much. Tra- uh, Holman didn't comment too much about it until, I guess, yesterday or the day before. And we want to talk about this because it really does put things in perspective about what it's like being an athlete under a pressure-packed atmosphere like the Olympics. So here's what she put out. Being completely honest, because I know many athletes have felt this, but I'm in the deepest of black holes, wishing we could have found another centimeter for Canada. Know that I'm cheering hard for every athlete in Beijing right now, but personally struggling beyond words. Kind of whammo, Kevin, when you hear that, and, and it gives us an idea. When I heard him, I'm like, oh, my God, you know, I felt so sorry. I want to give her a hug. Uh, you've been through this, Kev. Try and give us your experience, Kev, on on what that's like in her comments and, and 
just being human, you know? Well, I think everybody's experience is different with how they handle it, how they do it. When I first started, social media wasn't a thing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's a little bit different, Jimmy, with me. The stress of the Olympics, though, uh, is extreme. There's no question about that. But hopefully Rachel's feeling okay. Like, yeah, I haven't talked to her since. I'll probably see her at the Savile in the next couple of weeks when I get home and and uh, they start practicing again and getting back to normal. Hopefully she gets back to normal soon. For me, I can kind of relate uh, back in 92. The Olympics takes a lot out of you. So in 92, after the Olympics, I actually didn't hardly win a game in 93. Just couldn't get going again, kind of. Is that true? Kind of just couldn't get going. So we ended up winning the uh, 94 players, which happened in April, for goodness sakes. So from February of 92... All the way through to April of 94, I just couldn't get back into stride. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, yeah it, it can last a long time, Jimmy. Whatever, whatever you want to call it, the Olympics can really knock you back. In 2002, where we, we got on the podium, got a silver, but it just takes a lot out of you. We didn't really win again until phew, much, until 05. We did, had an okay year in 04, but really I got back into stride in 05. So it just really tires you out deep down but it's fun i wouldn't i wouldn't take it back in a second it's it's funny you know athletes are funny they go through this hell that's the best time of their life and then and then you you come back from it. it's kind of an interesting thing the olympics because it just wears you so much but yet you love it you can't wait to get back to another one but it absolutely rips the heck out of you isn't that kind of a weird situation Mm -hmm. uh what the olympics can do to you so Warren, Rachel Homan, uh, as, as I know her and a lot of people know her, holds her cards pre- pretty close, pretty close. She doesn't, she doesn't show very much. And then yesterday when you read this quote from her, uh, I mean, she just comes busting wide open, you know, busting wide open. Uh, you know, if you don't feel for her, man, you, you might not be human. What do you think of that, Warren? Did, did you ever experience that, that empty, lost, devastation feeling from Curly? Yep. <laughs> well, we can go back through time. Canada's always been expected by the country to win at the world curling level, going back to the first world championships because we were dominant. And so when you went to represent Canada, huge pressure. And I hear this all the time, the pride of putting the maple leaf on your back. You're wearing the maple leaf on your back. And so when you go into the world level, and this can go back to the old days, you were expected to come back a winner without question. And I was uh, in the situation of one of the first few teams that didn't win at the world level uh, when we were supposed to. The year after that was almost a year of hell because every time you ran into somebody, it was what happened. Uh, We were accused of everything you can think of as to why we didn't win. Uh, Kevin, I think, probably experienced some of the similar thing in 92 because you were still at the point when people were expecting that you were supposed to be the automatic winner. And so there's always been this huge pressure on Canadian teams. And I worked for 10 years from 1980 to 90 as the uh, team leader for the Canadian men's teams. And so, I mean, I was there to try and help them through this whole issue of knowing the pressure they were under. And I always can remember saying one thing. You're representing Canada, but you're not playing for Canada. You're playing for yourself and your teammates. And keep that in mind. You have no obligation to Canada. Your obligation is to yourself. And uh, I, I think that's something that people have to remember, not to get too caught up into the pride of the country, not to get too caught up in what people's expectations are of you, because they're still huge. Even though as tight as things are today, people in Canada still expect our teams to come back with medals. And uh, that is not an easy thing to do in this day, day and age, and certainly never has been. So it's an expectation that's there that's maybe a little wild, I think also the other thing uh, back in in my time, things were 
different as well because the situation wasn't balanced. I mean, you had 10 teams in the World Championship, and you probably knew six of them were pretty pretty uh, much should be a win, maybe seven. But you always found a situation as well when Canada was playing any of these teams, they brought their best because in many cases, you didn't expect to win. So they were going to play really well. So all of a sudden, you were going out on, on the ice expecting a game should have been a relatively easy one. And after five innings, you're tied at 3-3 like Jennifer was this morning. And so my other point always was, don't get too far ahead in any of this. Play it one shot, one end at a time, let it unfold, assume nothing. And I think that's the other thing that's uh, important for our teams going to the world level. I think one thing that is important, I think that it's a good thing that Rachel came out like that, though. Just to kind of get the cloud done, you know what I mean? Like, she feels that, get it out there. Blow the doors off it. I think that's a really good thing that she did. Right. It's it's the ultimate trump card, right? Where everyone wants oh. to hear from her and get, explain to us why you lost. Explain to us why you lost. You know, it's like, well, I I thought I threw a good shot. So when she does this, yeah, clear the air. And they're human. And they're human. You know, she's, dev- she's devastated by it. Okay. When we come back, we'll do our uh, picks for the coming draws. Stick around. We'll be right back. Okay, we're back. Uh, thanks, everyone. We do this each and every day. Uh, the shows drop around 1 o'clock, so uh, tune in again. And thanks for tuning in, by the way. Uh, okay, boys, time for your picks. Kevin, you got to be way out in front of Warren. Way out in front of Warren. I don't know. I'm just saying that. I love to bug Warren. I don't know about <laughs> way out front. I'm not sure about way out front. Uh, Maybe a little we, bit we, out front. we got a men's draw and a women's draw. What do you got? Okay, well, we've got uh, in the men's. So this is draw 12. This is the last draw on the men's side. We've got... Uh, Denmark playing the USA. USA have to win this game to get in. So I think the USA will come out with a good game. I pick the USA. Sweden, Switzerland. Switzerland's been struggling of late. Sweden hasn't struggled at all. I've got to go with Sweden. Canada, Great Britain. Canada's been struggling. Like they're, they're hanging in there. But I, I definitely have to pick Bruce Mowat on that one. Great Britain. Norway, Italy. Italy's coming on pretty strong of late. I think I'm going to go with Italy. On the women's side. Last draw before the playoffs. We've got Japan playing Switzerland. Japan's going to be pretty nervous, I think. Swiss have nothing to be nervous about. They're already in. I'll go with Switzerland. ROC against Eve Meerhead and Great Britain. I will pick Great Britain. Denmark, Canada. I don't think Canada will have any trouble there. Canada. Korea, Sweden. I will pick Sweden. Very good. Very good. Okay, Warren. Well, I don't differ much from Kevin and... uh... Men's draw number 12, USA over Denmark for sure. USA has to win that game to get a playoff spot, so they're going to be pumped. Denmark is out of the picture. Sweden, Switzerland, Swiss has been struggling. I, I think, again, Nicodine will be uh, power that one quite easily. Canada, Great Britain, I have to stick with the buzzsaw. Bruce Mollett, he's uh, playing very well, and uh, this game is not going to mean much to Brad Gushu, so I expect Britain to win it. Norway versus Italy, I'll differ slightly with Kevin in this one. I think Norway will be the winner. On women's draw number 12, I think we're pretty much both the same. I pick Swiss over Japan, Great Britain over ROC, Canada for sure over Denmark, and Sweden over Korea. Okay, Warren, I'm going to go with you. Today, okay? I've been, I lay a little wager, right? Every day, so I'm going with Hansen. We only differ on one game, and that's the uh, men's Norway versus Italy. I picked Norway, and Kevin picked Italy. Well, then it's big pressure for you. <laughs> uh, okay, 
There we go. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. And thank you to Cool Bet. Go over to their website if you want to place a bet. Cool Bet is a proud sponsor of curling and, frankly, all things ice-related. The logo is a polar bear, after all. If you love sports, make sure you join the thousands of people already enjoying life inside the Cool Bet community. Uh, again, a reminder, if you want to email us, insidecurling at gmail.com. Check out our Facebook page and our Facebook group. It's, it's very lively. Lots on there to talk about, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. And, of course, if you want to ask any questions of the boys, our two Curling Hall of Famers, we love getting those. So thanks a lot, everyone, for tuning in. Thanks a lot to Rod for looking after all our Facebook stuff. And uh, thank you uh, for listening. And Kevin and Warren, thank you for staying awake. Barely. Okay. We, re- <laughs> we, re- we really appreciate it. Take it easy, everyone. Let's go, Canada. Come on, Jennifer. Come on. I want to talk about Canada over the weekend. Let's do this thing. We'll talk to you later, everybody. Thanks, Jim. Thanks, Jimmy. Thanks, Jimmy.